What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, I'm Adam heath And I'm Sarah. This is Dating Kind of Sucks, a podcast about dating, sex, and relationships. This week, we'll be talking about traveling with your partner. Enjoy the show. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fun. On Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck, because we all know dating kind of sucks. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Dating Kind of Sucks. If you're new to DKS, my name is Adam, and I'm a comedian, writer, and misogynist turned feminist, joined by my co-host Sarah, who is a millennial, travel junkie, and serial dater now in a committed relationship. We're not professionals, doctors, or experts, just two people sharing our perspectives on the world of dating, sex, and relationships. The first half of every episode is spent catching up on what's happening in our lives, and the second half is reserved for the episode's main topic. So if that's all that brought you here, you can skip through the halfway mark, or you can stick around and enjoy the whole show. Let's get started. Well, we are back after... uh... A long time. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? Because yeah. we talk. Okay, well, actually, this past week we haven't really talked much because I've been know, traveling you were, and you've been you busy and bouncing all over the place. No, I wasn't busy. It had nothing to do with me no? whatsoever. Okay, it's all no. me. Sure. <laughs> I have nothing to do. I'm just I'm just a lump on a log here, uh, basically. So um, no, you've been uh, you've been busy. So we stuck up a uh, vault episode, uh, put up a love bombing episode last time. Um, I thought it was pretty relevant for uh, for this. For, for this current climate, I feel like love bombing is coming up a lot. I've seen it in our Facebook group and TikToks, too, that uh, people are asking about it. And they're, how do you tell that from com- you know compliments? So if you didn't, uh, if you skipped it because it was an old episode, I still think it's worth listening to. So I'd That's go back true. and check it out. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but hi, uh, here we are. It's uh, getting to the end of uh, August already, which is crazy. You say that every every week. I can't believe it's, it's July. Fucking, I well, because it's, it's, it's I can't believe that we're going to be in 2023 soon and like... The world is still going to shit. Like, it's just great. I'm just waiting for things to start becoming better. You expect things to get better? Really is the question I have for yeah. you. Come on. You know, that's yeah, true. Maybe I should just start, get rid of that that remaining shred of optimism and just say, fuck it. It was 2019. And then actually, I feel like 2016 was good. 2017 yeah. was kind of, eh, and then it's slowly then, been declining. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's really very true. Very true. So uh, I've been... Uh, I've been still here in Utah, in, uh, in Midway, Utah, where is the middle of nowhere. I think that's why they call it Midway. Um, Midway between nothing and nothing. <laughs> yep. And I, and I think I talked about this last time, too, but it, it has definitely been a challenge that everything that is like kind of worth doing is across the mountains. You have to go through the mountains to get there. Not like the end of the world, but it is a 45-minute drive, and the road uh, gets shut down a lot. Because, first of all, they're doing a lot of construction on it to make it a wider road and all that. But also, 
semis tip over apparently constantly um, because really? yeah because it's a it's a mountainous path so it's going through the mountains there's a lot of curves and stuff like that and the wind can pick up and just and so apparently mm-hmm. semis going too fast deciding they're trying to make it through the mountains at a, a higher speed than they should uh, get caught with the high winds and will just tip over yeah and and there are car accidents because people just aren't paying attention and go around a curve too fast uh, because if you're you know sometimes it says 55 miles an hour and if you're going faster than that and you hit that curve you might you know lose a little bit of control Jeez. and this is not even winter this is just regular weather like dry weather and it's it's been yeah so it's kind of a <laughs> you know kind of a pain sometimes to go over there um and it is definitely an endeavor and there is park city which is a slightly smaller you know it's small you know it's a small town but it's bigger than midway that has things but it's not not a lot and there's provo which is another like you know 40 minutes south of here so like there's just in order to meet people i have to drive a bit and so uh, I, I went on a date. I don't even know what fucking day two it was. Two weeks ago. I think it was two, two weeks, weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I went on a date in uh, a part of It's South Salt Lake City. It's called uh, Jordan. South Jordan, West Jordan, whatever. It was a bar that... You sound uh, so enthusiastic about the areas. Whatever. It's a place well, yeah, yeah. around well, it's here. Fu- <laughs> like, it's funny. I was, ta- I was talking... We, we matched on Tinder. We were talking about going... She's like, I don't really know a lot of places either. And so we were talking about places to go. And so I put it up on Twitter. And I was like, hey, does anybody know like a place that maybe does karaoke or a decent bar in like in in the West Jordan area? And like everyone was like, yeah, there's nothing there. It's a just a shit area, you know, or something like that. And they're All like, right. so try this bar. So we, 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 we found a bar. We made plans. We went there i met her there at like seven uh at on a friday night and um we sat there had a really fun conversation um she's uh you know she's very interesting and has some some actually some health issues dis- disabilities that are like i've never heard of before like her muscles keep her brain doesn't know that her muscles have stopped working and will keep sending signals until sometimes her bones just like pop out of place like you know, like yeah i've never heard of it before but it's apparently yeah it, like one time she was in the er because her neck just popped out of place and so like she couldn't hold her head up anymore <gasps> and they had to go like yeah yeah it's 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 it sounds it sounds that's terrible kind of terrifying <laughs> yeah I, I was like wow that's horrible you know and then uh and she was telling me then she has a uh another issue that if her heart rate gets too accelerated she faints it's um it's called vasovagal syndrome, which is uh, I've heard of before. And uh, she was telling me about like bad dates where like basically she'd go on a date and she'd mention that, and some guy would be like, "So I can't get you too excited," you know, like basically immediately. I was waiting for something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. she's had a bunch of bad date experiences, so we were talking about those. And then karaoke started. Uh, the bar was packed when we got there on a Friday night, which I expected. It's a Friday night, you know. But by the time karaoke started at like nine thirty, there were only like eight people in the whole bar. Like I don't know where everybody went. It's a fucking Friday night, and at nine thirty, everybody's just like gone. Two reasons: everyone in the area hates karaoke, or two, just no one stays out past nine o'clock in it might the be state what of that Utah. Is. Yeah, it could be. But yeah, it was just weird to me. Like there were a couple people playing pool, and like you know, a handful of people sitting at the bar, and one old guy and me doing karaoke. Um, and that was it. I convinced my date to sing a song. She had never done karaoke before. She was terrified. Um, but I was like, I was like, I was like, there's nobody here. Like I promise, like nobody, you know. So she went up and sang and did a good job. Like she knows how to sing. She was like in choir when she was younger. So she did a good, did a good job. But she was like, all right, that's it. I can't sing anymore. Like she she reached her limit. And I just thought that was so funny. Uh, and then I ended up singing for a while. And the karaoke DJ, she was like 
come on, like you have to keep singing. You can't go home because I need other. Like I have to be here till one There's or something no, like that. Oh, yeah. God. There's no one else. <laughs> but we had a, we had a good time. Uh, you know, and I like basically I got there and I was like, all right. Um, she goes, hey, are you driving back? You know, you have to be really careful because in Utah, by the way, the blood alcohol level to get pulled over is like. 0.05 or something like that or it's something it's essentially one drink is, is basically the legal what it is limit's like 0.08 right in like florida it, is. Yeah. it depends on the state yeah and some places it's point it's point one. it really kind of depends but uh 0.05 i think is what it is or maybe lower but it's very low because it's fucking utah and the mormons are garbage um but uh so, you know, it means that you're not actually impaired. Like, you, you, you're like, you can still, like, by most standards, you'll be fine. So I was like, yeah. She was like, she was really worried about it. I was like, I promise I'll be fine. And, like, I was having a drink and a glass of water and a drink and a glass of water. So, like, and I had food because don't they have and, to Oh, yeah, you have food? to order food. Yes, yeah. we had to order food as well. So we ordered food. And, uh, and I had, you know, basically, uh, I think, you know, over the course of being there five hours, I had three and a half drinks, you know, which is not oh, my normal. That's nothing for you. So. Yeah. It's like, it's basically water. And the drinks are like, because they're, they're singles. So they're like, it's a single drink and a tall glass and then a water. Yeah. It was, uh, it's not that I need to get drunk when I go out on a date. I don't. But if I go out and socialize, if I decide I'm putting on pants, I'm going to shave my head, I'm going to put the effort in to, you know, I wouldn't say look nice, but look like a, you know, less of a hobo. Respectable. There you go. I don't know if respectable is even the word, but whatever, whatever it might be, just to just, you know, if if I'm just going to put any effort in, then I'm like, I'm going to go out and socialize and I'm going to put the, you know, I want to socialize. And that means, you know, having some drinks and having fun. And but driving 45 minutes and then having, you know, three drinks over five hours and then driving home. It's just yeah, it's just part of it. Part of me feels like it's really not like the only time it might be worth it is if I go there and get a hotel so I can actually just like I just don't want to be uptight and and like worried the whole time is really what it boils down to. So she was she was around where you are. There's there's a bar. There's I mean, like the where I'm staying, they have a bar that's only open Fridays and Saturdays from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Oh, what Um, the fuck? Yeah, I have. I have a full (laughs) bar at my place. This is why I'm honestly just like, you know, trying to I was like, hey, just come come over here. Uh, I have a couch. Everybody can sleep on. Like, I just want people to just to come here and and we'll just hang out and, you know, whatever. Like, I feel like that's even a better solution. But yeah, no, there's really nothing here. It's. There's a there's a bowling alley. I think that clo- you know there's stuff like that. But, but they, everything closes at nine. Everything closes so early. The bar that I go to, uh, this place called Melvin's that I go to, they're actually open till like eleven on weeknights and like one a.m. I think on the weekends. So that's actually decent. That's, that's but not, there's that's still fine. probably no one there. Uh, there's not a lot of people there. That's um, you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean I went there. I went there on Wednesday. And uh, when I, I mean, I stayed till after close and um, basically it was, stayed, it was there till like 1130. And but what, like the last hour, there was maybe like four people in the bar. You know, it's very, very quiet. So mm. which is fine because I don't want to go out a lot. But occasionally when I want to go out, I just want to go out and socialize. I just want to go out and have some type of social activity happening. Well, yeah, if I'm driving 45 minutes anywhere, I'm going to stay there for a while and try to have as much fun as possible before I have to make the trek back or it's a waste. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but she was great. Like it was, she was a lot of fun and that would be, you know, I'd have a good time seeing her again, you know, like absolutely. But it's just one of those things. It's just the, the distance is very frustrating. 
So and you didn't I, plan a second date. It's just... Not yet. We, we talked about it. Um, we've texted just a little bit. It's been a busy week for me. I was helping my parents with like, they all had, everyone had like multiple doctor's visits and hospital procedures being done this week. So I had to uh, essentially um, be a chauffeur and transport for, for the week. So it's been kind of a, a crazy week. So I haven't really, uh, we touched face a little bit, but not too much. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would go out again if we could come up with a plan that might be a little more, uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, everybody likes to do, she, I don't think she's a hiker, thank God. Because because of her because of her disability, she doesn't like to hike. Okay. She does love, you know, binging television, which I'm like, fantastic. That's my kind of thing, you know. But <laughs> well, like so many. don't want to hike in this weather either in the dead of summer. Well, it's not bad here. I mean, like, okay. sometimes it gets to 90, but a lot of times it's like 75 to 80 during the day. It's actually not too awful. But it seems like some people are like, oh, yeah, if you want to do something, like we can go for a hike. We can go out. And I was like, okay, that's done. We're sorry. Over. Next. So, and I did it again where I've just gotten overwhelmed on the apps. I have so many people that I, I, I this sounds like such a humble brag. I have so many matches right now that it, I'm overwhelmed. I mean, I. Which, I, app, I, which app is your go-to right now? Um, right now I'm on I'm on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Okay. And I probably have, I would say, 40 matches on Tinder, like maybe 20 on Bumble, and maybe like five good ones on Hinge. Yeah, but if nothing is exciting you, then... They're all like seem great. I just, I'm just getting overwhelmed with trying to talk to all of them, so now I don't want to talk to any of them, which is just shooting myself in the foot and then feels rude as well. So yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just done for but a while. But part of the problem is the dating scene there is just not conducive to what you want. Like, it's just not, it doesn't, it's not a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. I so then you meet I, I cool with... people, but then there's that barrier of driving or whatever is just right. demotivating. Which I think you. that if it was something where, like, we click and there's enough of a connection, we start seeing each other occasionally, then we switch back and forth, you come over there, I'll go over there, you know, then it can become a thing. But it's putting in the effort to get to that point. I did match with one person who lived in the town. And we, were in, we were chatting about that briefly, and I was like, yeah, it was really nice to find somebody who's actually here and not in Salt Lake City. And then she never replied uh, and we on Bumble, and I didn't, like, I didn't ever follow. I didn't follow up again, but I was just like, well, yeah, okay, there we go. Uh, fuck me, you know, all right. Well, let's just, <laughs> that's it. I'm done. What about trying to make friends in the area? How's that going? Uh, I mean, okay, well, it, it went well. Uh, at the bar, I met these two, this couple, and we were chatting, and he's like, hey, do you like to bowl? And I was like, sure, I love bowling. And he was like, why don't you come out and bowl with us? Um, and we, uh, he's like, it's our league, uh, but we need more bowlers. And so they had a bowling night uh, last week, last Tuesday, I think. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'll go to that. And then I started thinking about it, and then I realized that um, – you didn't end up going. No, I didn't. Bitch, um, we were going to record. Know, and then I you know, said, no, I, I want to make friends. And so I that's know, why I asked I how know, it's But then going. I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I don't know these people well enough. Then I'm going to be going into a place. I, I'm me? going to a place that I've never been. So I'm going to an unfamiliar place. And I'm going to go with people that I don't really know. And they have a league already. So then I'm just going to be introduced to a bunch of other strangers all at the same time. And I really don't feel like any of that is fun to me that all sounds very awkward it's not unsafe it'd be more unsafe if you were a woman i'm just saying well i'm not saying unsafe it's not an unsafe thing i have nothing to do with no no i understand that yeah it'd be very different but no it just sounds awkward and uncomfortable and and it just does not make me sound it doesn't sound like fun so i decided not to go i figure i'll see them at the bar again because they're there all the time but it's a good way to meet even more people why maybe i don't want to meet like a lot of people like that's too much no but i figure if i if i get to know them a little bit better then i might feel more comfortable like 
doing something else, you know, or maybe when the league starts back up, maybe being part of it from the beginning, you know, but coming in when it's their last night at league, it just seems, yeah, no, thank you. Their last night of the league for the season type of thing? Yeah, for the, yeah. Yeah, for then the, that would yeah. have been more celebratory, and then, yeah, maybe. You don't it's just weird to just show up and be like, yeah, I, I know, and so that just makes me, gives me tons of anxiety, so I decided not to go at all. All right. So... Killing yeah. it. All right. Cool. Oh, yeah. Killing it. So, so my, mother, my mother last night, it was a Friday, and I was like, I cooked them dinner, I cleaned up, and then they were all set, and it was like 7, maybe 6.30, and I was like, all right, I'm going to head back. Uh, and she's like, what are you going to you gonna go out? And I was like, no, Friday nights are when they have live music at the bar. That means there's too many people there. And she goes, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to go back to my place and be alone. That's what I want to do. And I don't, oh. think, my, I don't think my parents understand that either. But here we are. You like more one-on-one interactions, anyways, though. Yes, yes. That's it's just it. It just it means more to me to have a one-on-one interaction than, than trying to meet a bunch of random strangers all at once. And you could still have one-on-one interactions <sighs> with more people around. You know that, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just I, I can't control the environment, and I'm you know like I've gotten rid of a lot of the controlling aspects of like things you know and and relinquish control in a lot of ways, but it just it feels. Just it's anxiety inducing, so I don't want to do it. Let's bring you back to your shack in Vermont because yes, that's I mean that's the thing is happy, it's like spending the last year and a half on my own alone completely like has really like made me realize how how much I enjoy being alone <laughs> like ninety five percent of the time, and then there's like that five percent of the time where. Be like, oh, it'd be nice to have someone like who I could just call who wants to come over and hang out and you know whatever, like or someone who will meet me out and have a drink and that's it. And then I can say goodbye and not see them again for another two weeks. Like that, that sounds amazing to me. And so I don't know what what the answer is to that. You're gonna be alone forever because it's gonna be really hard to make new friendships if you're just seeing them five percent of the time. I know, I know. Every other two weeks or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know, I, I know. But did I tell you? Oh, I don't think I told you. So last time when I was at the bar, I think this is the time that I got invited to do the bowling thing as well. This guy sat next to me and he was asking me about the food and everything. And I was like, yeah, everyone says the wings are good. I don't eat wings. I don't know. So he ordered wings, started telling me his whole life story. He's, he's drinking and uh, he's he's drinking pretty heavily. He's saying that he had a, got in a fight with his wife over something. And so he just decided to come out here. And he's he's like in his like, you know, mid 30s. And um then he like starts, you know, we start just talking about, you know, you start to ask me questions. I start talking about, you know, what I've, what I've been up to, my kind of, you know, my life and stuff like that. And then he's saying, oh, well, you know, my, my big brother was actually a law, a law, you know, went to law school too. So he starts telling me about his big brother and all this. And it's just like, he just, I feel like he just needed like somebody to talk to. Cause he's just like pouring out all this information. Then he starts telling me about his, his big brother died, um, accidentally got poisoned by his friends who, uh, like Fuck. thought, yeah, I thought it like thought it'd be funny uh, on, on like they were out celebrating to put some some type of methadone or something in his drink, and it ended up giving him a heart attack, and he died. Yeah, this whole big thing. Yeah, and so he like shows me his tattoo that has his brother's you know name and a date, birth date, and death date on there and stuff like that, and and like continues to drink more. But keeps buying shots for both of us, um, and uh, and so oh, we're just sitting there talking, and it was just like, but he was just like, and I, and you know he was just kind of just talking about his whole life and everything, and then at the end of the night he's like, all right, I I gotta go. I should get home to my wife she's been calling me over and over again and uh he uh he asked for the bill that he's like we'll get our checks and i was like well i'm still like i'm, I'm staying and he, he's like oh no, no i know but i'm paying for yours and then uh and, and i was like no 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 you're not he goes yeah no i am and so like he bought like paid for both of our uh, like our bills 
and it was it was probably like a, I want to say like a two hundred dollars, two hundred and fifty bucks, something like that. And then uh, yeah, and then ask for you know, I was like, you know, well, the next time I come out here, I'd like I'd love to text you and you know come out. I need I need good friends out here or whatever. And sent me this like I sent him my number. He sent me text this. He's like, uh, what did he say? He's something like something he either said love you big bro or something like that or oh, or you know big bear brother or something like that so like basically i feel like i just reminded him of his brother and it was just yeah it was it was the craziest thing and i just like felt like bad for the guy like i was just like he, i don't think he has anybody to talk to in his in his life and in, he and his wife are fighting and things like that but it was uh yeah it was really crazy and then i got all my drinks paid for and was not expecting that either and uh, yeah, and haven't heard from him so since. So not a friend. It's, okay, that was. Yeah, it's, it's, like I haven't. I, I replied back to him, and he's got my number. I have not heard from him. It's been three weeks, and he has not said a damn thing. And so, it was just. It was like this weird, just random, like two people passing in the night, just getting to you know, like, kind of just chatting and stuff like that. And yeah, I doubt I'll ever hear from him again. Or he's gonna look at his phone. Who the fuck is you know? Like he's right, just yeah, like he he's not gonna drunk, have any yeah. memory of it. Yeah. So, isn't that crazy? That's eventful. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping it ended in a friendship, but it didn't sound like that's no, the way no, it was I going at it all. It might. I don't know. I, I'm I'm almost kind of scared to text him next time and be like, "Hey, do you want to grab a drink?" Because like I be like, "Who is this?" or something like that too. You know, <laughs> making friends as an adult Poor can be hard. <laughs> yeah, that's so true though. <laughs> so enough about my weird ass life. What's going on with you? Um. Well, I just got back from Seattle with Roy. We were there for a week. And, well, we were exploring not just Seattle, but Tacoma, some of the islands around as well. We're looking to move, obviously, we're looking to move outside of Nashville, and that is one of the areas on our list. And before we got there, actually, it was our number one spot, and I was just going to go in all in and not give a shit and just say, we're moving to Seattle, whatever. And so that was my my vibe once we got there and then we started looking at apartments and I started getting cold feet and Roy started getting more excited and we just had this we were just not aligned on how we were feeling about certain things in certain areas I mean we we must have toured at least seven or eight apartments up there and you know overall what we were finding was a lot of places don't have air conditioning because it's pretty mild temperature most of the year except for you know some peaks in the summer there's not a lot of square footage you're going to get for we're looking for a two bedroom, two bath apartment right. in Seattle under three thousand dollars. Right. There's not a lot of options, no. yeah, honestly. Yeah. And then on top of that, they they'll charge parking fees and all these other stupid fucking fees. So really, your rent's like thirty two hundred for a two bedroom, two bath under a thousand square feet. So we looked at so many places and I was just disgusted with the options because our apartment now is, I think, twenty two hundred. And we have, I don't know the square footage, but we, I think we're at least 1200 square feet. So we have a lot more space parkings included. Like it's cheaper to live here in Nashville than it is to live there. But you know, there are other cheaper places across the country. So that was one thing is cost. And then knowing, you know, gas is more expensive, whatever. We did end up going to West Seattle though. And I think that was the first area in Seattle where we went, wow, this is actually really fucking great. And it fits both of our needs of feeling more homey. There's a beach right there. And I I say beach in quotations because it's not really on, you know, the Pacific ocean, but it's, it's got some sand and it's right on Puget sound. So, Oh, it's on Puget sound. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But there's a beach. There's a lot of parks and stuff. There is a downtown that's super walkable. There's farmer's markets every Sunday. It's just, it feels more homey, but then you can take a water taxi for about 15 minutes, around $5 and get to downtown Seattle from there. And then, you know, there is traffic and stuff if you want to get down to Seattle, but 
if we're just there staying there, it's it's pretty perfect for what we would use throughout the week. And then we could, you know, take t- water taxis or whatever to go to other islands and stuff. Because there's no commuting. You guys work from home, right? So right. you wouldn't have to commute anywhere. We wouldn't have to commute anywhere, which is also why the gas thing, like playing more for gas obviously would suck. But a lot of the gas that we would spend isn't being spent because we're just working from home. So it's actually like, okay, we're paying a little bit more, but we're not really driving. We don't really drive that much during the week anyways. So, okay. But so we found a couple spots, but I think (laughs) our last full day of exploring in Seattle, I was just having a moment at the needle, just sitting there going, but the weather, but the weather, but the weather. I'm from Florida, but the weather freaking the fuck out. And of course, Rose like, okay, let's pull it up on the map. We're going through every city, single city comparison looking at, okay, this is their weather. This is their weather. Here's what it's going to be like. And then overall, he's like, dude, you're going to be gone for at least a month during the winter, a month during the fall. You know, you're going to be gone during the low seasons of travel because it's going to be cheaper for you to travel. And then summer is where you want to be. It, like you want to be in Seattle during the summer because the highs are in the 80s. It's sunny almost every single day. And that's why people live in Seattle for the summer. So I think I came ba- I'm back here in Nashville now. And I'm like, OK, let, let's let's do it. But I was having a lot of cold feet, especially because, you know, there are some I wouldn't say fair weather friends, but like there are some long distance friends that I have that have lived in the area in the past and they're like, don't, don't move here. You're going to hate it. Cause they hated it. And I'm just like, I really let that cloud a lot of my thoughts about the city too, because when I was there in 2019, right, right. it was so different where I was just exploring the area to explore, to enjoy literally everything. It was cloudy. Most of the days I was there and it wasn't the greatest weather, but it was fall. And I like the fall feeling and that's all fine with me. But just knowing that that would be my daily weather, I just started to get really scared. And of course, you know, I'll invest in a sad lamp or whatever. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I still want to move, mm-hmm. but, and Seattle is high on the list, but then I get afraid of like, it's, you know, it's going to be a $6,000 move between the two of us to ship our stuff right. out there, to ship a car out there, to figure out the logistics, to sell a lot of our shit. Like it's, it's not just like we're moving five hours to St. Louis or back to Florida, you know, a, a 10 hour drive. It's across the fucking country. So it, I just feel like it's a really big commitment to move there because I wasn't like this when I moved yeah. from Florida to Nashville. I was like, oh, you know, if it fails, I, I can move back, you know, whatever. Right, where, where right. This just feels like a bigger commitment of a move that I, I better fucking be sure, because if I don't like Seattle, the next option is, I think, California, you know, then I would make the move to California. But I don't know. I've just been really in my head about it. And I know I don't want to live here because just being back here, I'm like, it feels safe and chill but I'm not happy here. I'm just kind of whatever about it. And then like, will I ever be happy in another city is the other question. (laughs) I'm eventually going to hate Seattle too, right? Like I hated Orlando and Nashville. So at what, at what cost should I just stay here, save the money and just use it for more travel? Or should I move to somewhere that has more options around the, you know, around the area to go to Canada, to go to, you know, whatever there's two hour drives around where there's around Nashville. It's, you got Chattanooga that's two hours away and then three hours to any of the other cities. So I don't know. Lots to consider and not a lot of time yeah, to figure it out. Just stop fucking whining. <laughs> that's, 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 that's my... Uh, <laughs> pull your head out of your ass. Or, okay. Yeah, pull your head out of your ass. Stop your bitching. 
And like, it's one of those things that and, and, and you and I were talking about this, obviously. Anybody who just listens is like, why are you being so harsh? But no, like, you and I obviously Yeah, we had a long this. talk. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, it's one of the... Like you might as you might as well experience new cities and new places to live and and you know if if the cost was such a thing where like it was going to make you go broke to think about moving there then I would say don't do that but we know that you're fine that you can afford to do that because you both have good jobs and and so like it's one of those things like yeah just do it because literally the worst that could happen is you're there for a year and what happens two things could work it could happen number one you guys break up you'd be fine. Like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know, obviously you'd be sad and everything like that. But I mean, but like in the long run, you'd be fucking fine. You would find a way to live or you would just decide, OK, I'm going to move to wherever. Like you would just do whatever and you'd sell half your shit and be fine, you know, and and or you hate it so much that you're like, OK, we have to move somewhere else. And you and you, you pack up and spend the money again in a year to move somewhere else, which is not. Like, it's not the end of the world, you but know? I like, don't want to do... I don't, of course you don't want yeah, to. Yeah. This is the worst case scenario. It's like, you always look at it. Can you can you possibly survive the worst case scenario? Yes. Without even really trying. Without even it being that much effort, you would survive the worst case scenario. That's how I look at it. Yeah. And you get to experience somewhere cool. And, I mean, and obviously the Seattle, from Seattle, you can drive down south to the, uh, the like, the whole Napa Valley area is really beautiful. The All the areas, like, above San Francisco, north of San Francisco, are just gorgeous. The, that whole northern part of California is, ama- is amazing as well. And there's just, there is so much there. And, uh, and I, yeah, I feel like I it's know, just... I know, I know. There's so yeah. many mountain ranges and, like, yeah, Olympic hi- National Park is like there. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Even though Roy says I don't really like hiking because I start bitching when I start getting sweaty, which is true because I, I just don't like getting sweaty. But well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the views during the hike, but I don't right. like the feeling like I'm dying. Who likes that? I- I was talking to the the friend that I met uh, at uh, right before I left Florida. Um, who I was like, you know, if we had actually met years before, I feel like we would have dated. I told you about her. Mm-hmm. So we've been chatting, and she was, she wants to come out to Utah and visit, but she's like, we're going on hikes. She was like, because she loves to hike, and I was like, I will do a ten minute hike. That's the you know ten maybe fifteen minute hike. I said that's the extent of my hiking. And any more than that, you can keep going. I'll wait for you to come back. I said no, no more than that. She goes, that's not a real hike. So see, everybody's out It's a doing walk, it. yeah. Yeah. No, it's a fucking hike, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so so you're back. So, I mean, obviously we'll figure out if you end up um, moving to Seattle when you move to Seattle, um, when it actually I happens. Know. Well, so I'm going to Ireland in two weeks, and then I'll be gone, and I won't be back until end of September. Our lease ends in November. Because where else are you going? I'm going to Ireland and Romania. Ireland, Romania, uh, yep. and then uh, and then coming back, and you're gonna have to figure out stuff after that. I'll and... have a month to either and... resign oh, no. my lease or pack up. We have to spend six thousand dollars to move across country, but That's let me just take three weeks money. and go to Ireland and Romania. Look, okay, <laughs> with my points and how cheap the flights were, I was easily convinced. The Airbnb, okay, for example, the Airbnb in Ro- uh, in Bucharest, Romania, for two weeks. Right. Guess how much it was? I was there for like two weeks. Five hundred bucks. It was like six hundred, but five, still, yeah, it's like forty yeah. bucks a night. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah, really reasonable. Yeah, and then there was like a discount on top of that for a weekly, you know, a weekly discount, and it's cheaper in Bucharest than other cities in Europe. And I was like, well, oh, yeah. sold. Well, I mean, I don't blame <laughs> you for doing it. I'm just saying that the, if you if you're going to go enjoy that and have a great time doing that, then at the same time, you like you know, a moving expense is a moving expense. And I and I'm trying to tell you, and maybe people will chime in after they listen to this episode. I'm trying to tell you to go through the extra expense of just paying them to come pack your shit up and move it for you. Like, make sure you find a moving truck that there's there's whole there's whole things. It's uh they called greater not to exceed. 
is the the type of quote you want to get. And what it means is it's not going to be more than that. So they'll come in and eyeball everything you have and give you an actual quote. And it's not legally allowed to be more than that. Oh, wow. And uh, so even if they go through a weight thing and it ends up being more, they can't they can't charge you more. Because what a lot of places do, they give you a really cheap quote. And they'll say, but if it weighs more, we have to charge you the difference. And then they'll go to a weigh station and it'll weigh more. And they'll say, oh, okay, well, we can't, we're not going to unload this till you pay us an extra $2,000 or whatever like that. So they're, they're oh. scams. And so they give you a really good price up front shitty price when you actually want to they hold your stuff for ransom so that's because i researched it so meticulously when we when amy and i moved from los angeles to florida because obviously it's a huge huge distance and i wanted to make sure that we weren't going to get ripped off that we weren't going to have all our stuff broken that we had like all these things and so i found a you know found a trucking company that had good reviews that did the greater not to exceed quote um that actually loaded it onto the same truck that was going to unload it because the other thing that some places will do is they load it in one truck they bring it to a warehouse they unload it then another truck comes by that's going in that direction, they'll load it back up. And so then you have stuff missing and broken because in the process of unloading and loading again. Mm-hmm. And so I found a truck that did that or whatever, and I had, we actually had them come and they packed everything up. They loaded it on their truck. Then the same guys got in the truck and drove to Florida and unloaded everything. And it was the best thing ever. It was worth every penny because just like just knowing that everything was taken care of and that it was a place, it was, you know, and then we had the phone number for the truck driver. We could text to see where they were and everything like that, too. So just, you know, and I know that was a while ago. That was, you know, that was back in 2000, shit, 2004. <laughs> that, we, that we did it, yeah. So it was a while ago, but like, so they probably have. You could probably track them online and stuff now. You know, they probably have a lot more. But you know, I, I think it's worth. It's springing. just the money that goes into I, all of I, this. I, that's I really it's the cost and the weather, and those yeah. are two big factors. For I know, me. but I think it's worth springing for the cost to have the move be as painless as possible because. You know, you just, you don't want to have that extra stress. Stress. It's never fun to add that, especially while you're trying to work and do other things too. So just, and uh, we're going to have to thought. drive across the fucking country too with another car. Yeah. yeah just sell your fucking car. I've already told you I'm that. not selling my paid off car. Little, I have no debt. Flip flop on wheels that you call a car. You're the only person. I don't know. Do you like having debt? Because I don't like having debt because all the money I save from not having a car payment, I can just use to either invest or to you travel. You don't need a car in, in where you're going to go. I'm going uh, mm, mm. downtown's walkable. There's water taxis to get to actual to Seattle itself if you want to go. And Roy will have a car there and he's not driving. He's not going to work, which means all you need is really one car. Amy and I lived in Los Angeles for four years with one car because we I mean, if we went somewhere, but what happens? If, OK, but this is this is me going back to worst case scenario. And what happens if we break up? Then I'm even I'm fucked without a car. Then you go buy a car. No, but then then I have the debt from it. That's stupid. Oh my god! Then you. I'm not taking on fucking. (laughs) That's a worst case scenario we're talking about. Where I just pay the thousand dollars to ship. And actually, worst case scenario, you could you could go buy a car. It would be fine. I promise. Actually, when Amy and I got divorced, that was the first thing she did because we were still sharing. We still had only one car when we lived here, so lived in Florida. So from 2004 to 2010, till I got divorced, we still had just one car because there was no point. Because I worked from home, and she worked like a quarter mile away, so she would walk to work sometimes. So when we got divorced, she I took the car, and then she went out and bought a brand new car and, you know, had a $200 I'm a not ma- car I'm payment. not making these decisions as someone who is not unmarried or, I don't know, I'm not getting rid of my car. I'm not getting rid of my car. I think that would be the most smartest thing you could possibly do to take two cars all the way it's to Seattle. It's under 100,000 miles. It's paid off. It runs well. I'm- How about you? What if you sold it, took the money... And just put that into a uh, into a little money market, and then so you had the money to buy a new car or to buy a car later on. But that's not going to pay one. off. The, I if 
this is too in the weeds now. But if I bought a new car, I would want to have the thirty thousand dollars. I wouldn't even get a new car. I would get another fucking Fiat or another Beater right, right. that wasn't know, more yeah. than fifteen thousand dollars. Sure. And I would want to have that money just sitting there, so I wouldn't take on another fucking car loan. I hate. One thing about me, I fucking hate cars. I hate yeah. car problems. It's been my entire life owning a car. Something bad will always happen to me. Roy does not understand it because he's like, I've never had an issue with any of my cars. I'm like, well, I had a Honda Civic that got totaled. I had a Jetta Volkswagen that like the engine was like a $6,000 fix. And then my Fiat, I don't know, like the window, the, the, the window, right, right. The, the, that's like a $400. That's not a big deal, yeah. but but the, saying, so you hate cars. cars so just get rid of it you're not going to need it in seattle in, in, in west seattle i'm not going to do that yet i'm not doing that but <laughs> thank right. you no put it, put it on the back of your list put it on the put it on the thought just put it think about it because i really think in the long run the effort of moving both those cars over there you're gonna be like yeah we well, should just sell one of them i think that's going to be the actual answer you're gonna have but uh just just a thought like i said amy and i did that so uh, we were in st louis we each had a car we sold one and then took her car to to uh, to los angeles and then but you were married no not, then not yet we were still just a, a couple at that point but we only oh, needed no. one car i just i think worst case scenario and if anything bad happens and then i'm fucked and without a car you wouldn't be fucked without a car though i mean it's not like it's not like you'd be somewhere where there's like no cars available to rent or you couldn't get an uber anywhere like it's not like <laughs> You're acting like you'd like have to build a car from scratch by hand <laughs> if you guys break up. You're like, I don't know how to make an engine. How do I even do this? What am like? What am I gonna do? There's no, you know. <laughs> oh <up>. my god. <laughs> anyway, get an electric bike instead. Sell the car. Get there, an there we go. Bike. I feel like that. Yeah, or a little moped or something. Yeah. Okay, cool. Glad we covered that. Talk I know. About right, my favorite get... subject, automobiles. Automobiles, right. Um, <laughs> a couple things before we uh, before we take a break. Uh, if you are listening and you have any questions, uh, I think we still have actually one voicemail we haven't put up there, but we need to do oh, I forgot. I completely forgot. Oh. Uh, but you can call our DKS hotline at 407-519-0181. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions about dating, sex, relationships, anything like that, uh, question, you know, dating tips, profile tips, things about, you know, is this a red flag, is this, whatever. Anything like that, please feel free to give us a call, leave a voicemail. 407-519-0181. And if you are the person who left the voicemail that we haven't done yet, we will do that next episode, we're I promise. sorry. Yeah, we, yeah, this is an impromptu, oh, I'm back and let's... Yeah, we're trying to do this episodes, before yeah. she leaves on her European trip and then worries about money. Uh, and so I want to give a... Uh, <laughs> Quick shout out to the to the to the foreign countries that uh, that have put us on their we've been on their uh, on their charts. Dating kind of sucks has been in the top uh, top of their charts, and uh, we have a big list actually. I don't know we've been we've been having so, a lot of international exposure recently. Uh, Belgium, uh, Ghana, Tanzania, Nigeria, Barbados, Oman, and Greece. Oman's definitely a new one. Oman's a new one. Greece is a new one too, I think. Um, yeah. And then uh, yeah, and so we've. We've been popping up all over the place, so thank you to all of our listeners in those uh, in those countries. And then, uh, and then finally, I wanted to remind people because I'm because I because I took a year off of this podcast of uh, the True Crime podcast. I think listenership kind of dropped off. People didn't realize that we're doing new episodes. But uh, Angel at the Starlight Motel is back. We are about. I want to say maybe almost halfway through the first the third season now, um, and uh, I have. Um, I have the the sister of the of, of Mandy. Mandy is the uh, the the girl who's who's currently in prison for 
convicted for murder. Two life sentences or something. Two life sentences, yeah. And um, so her sister is actually now my co-host. And so uh, we've been adding some really interesting commentary. And we have a whole, like, a free Patreon there where people, like, we post, like, uh, video surveillance footages and crime scene photos and all types of really cool stuff. So if you do like true crime, this is the craziest true crime story you'll ever hear. And I want to suggest that you check it out, Angel at the Starlight Motel. Available on all podcast apps. And Sarah is also a subscriber and listener, although she is not caught up on season three yet. No, I'm one of those listeners that I know it's there. I just haven't sat down to listen to it. Sat down to listen to Bad it. Bad um, me, yeah. I had somebody actually reach out who's uh, who was a friend who really got hooked in on it. She's like, I don't know why, but last, last episode was like the perfect episode, she said, because it was like it was all about the police video surveillance and how the police had actually lied and how the videos weren't proving the case properly. And she's like, it was just like everything was so like I had to re-listen to it because like I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. So I was like, oh, that's oh, kind of wow. cool. Yeah. Huh. So if that, if that doesn't sell you on listening to it, then I don't know what will. Adam's a great reporter. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I try. I try. But uh, with that, let's just take a quick break, and when we come back, it'll be time for What to See with Sarah G. Well, we've uh, we visited St. Augustine with Sarah. We visited Lisbon, Portugal with Sarah. And now it is time for another fascinating segment of What to See with Sarah G. And it's a place that uh, that I don't think I can, I can even pronounce properly. So I'm going to leave it up to Sarah really? to take it away. To take it away. Yeah, let's just <laughs> let you just dive right into uh, to uh, this segment. Yeah, um, I guess the spelling of this one can get a, a bit confusing. Um, this week, let's explore Oaxaca City. It's, it has a couple of names, so I guess that's also the confusing part. Oaxaca actually doesn't start with a W either. Like, you would think it would sound... It sounds like it starts with a W. It's yeah, 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 O-A-X-A-C-A is Oaxaca. And there are a couple of names for Oaxaca since Oaxaca is a state in the country of Mexico. It's also known as Oaxaca City or Oaxaca de Juarez. Um, and it's the capital of the largest Mexican state of Oaxaca. Just a lot of Oaxaca all over the place here. It's known for its colorful streets, fantastic food, and it's definitely one you don't want to miss as you travel throughout Mexico. A lot of people go to the beaches, which is great, but this city, it needs to be on your list. I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram or not, but I recently visited in June and July, and I have a lot of recommendations for where to stay, what to eat, things to do. First off, hotels. I stayed at Casa Hotel de Sotano, which is walking distance to some amazing restaurants and the main square where the famous church Templo de Santo Domingo is located. I love this hotel because it really had some fantastic views from the rooftop jacuzzi and there were a lot of spots to just like chill in hammocks and relax if you didn't want to like go out and explore in the city, which was cool. And then there's another hotel option called Selena. And this is a really popular hotel chain among digital nomads because they're really known for their community building environments. They have, you know, events every single night like salsa dancing and they also offer really good co-working spaces if you're working remotely in the city. So I would consider those two options if you're just like picking around hotels to stay at. Um, now let's talk about places to eat. You can't travel here without trying either the mole, the Oaxacan cheese, or drinking some mezcal. I, I think it's almost impossible to have a bad meal here no matter where you are. But I have a couple of places that you have to add to your list with varying um, prices. So first off probably my favorite place that I just stumbled upon. It's Criolo. It's a little bit away from the main downtown area and it's a bit of a splurge, but don't let that stop you. They have a nine course food and drink pairing for about $100 per person. You can also choose to not have the drink pairing with it and it's around $75. 
But, you know, when you're there, it's like go big or go home. Yeah, I'm going to spend the hundred dollars and just do it. Definitely recommend having a reservation. And this isn't one of those restaurants where you kind of rush in, eat and drink and leave. Expect to be there for like two to four hours because, like I said, I got a little tipsy. <laughs> I was di- I was like dying in a good way of, oh, another drink. Oh, another cocktail. And then at the end, I was like, I can't move. So just pace yourself and give yourself enough time to really enjoy this restaurant and the experience that they provide. The next one is another favorite. It's Levadura de Olla Restaurante. This spot is located in the city center and it's known for traditional Oaxacan cuisine. If you're here, uh, hold your breath, but you have to order the guacamole with crickets. It's like their their tradition, one of their appetizers that they recommend or, you know, just get one of their amazing cocktails. Again, if you don't want to get the crickets, think about getting tamales with their mole instead. It's another. So that's not a euphemism. That's like those are actual crickets. Yeah, they're they're crispy little little guys in your guacamole yeah interesting and i've never had yeah yeah i got it i've never had crickets before that so it was good it's it's just different you know instead of the the tomatoes in the guacamole you just have crickets sure okay all right (laughs) it's a great substitute a little bit more protein i guess (laughs) and then another notable mention is los dantes oaxaca it's a little bit upscale, but for a reasonable price, I got an appetizer and a main dish for around 20 US dollars. They have a really cool patio space and it's listed on a lot of like top places to eat as a must eat spot. So if you're around the downtown area, check it out on for things to do on your first day. I definitely recommend doing a free walking tour of the city. It's really going to give you a good lay of the land and provide you with a lot of background information so you can really know a lot about other areas during the rest of your trip. And even though the tour is free, I really think you should carry cash so you can tip your guide at the end. Just have a, you know, a couple of uh, pesos, you know, like 100, 200 pesos to pay at the end. Um, If shopping is your thing, you'll want to try the local or, you know, you want to try local food market instead of just going to a restaurant. You can visit Mercado 20th de Noviembre or there are a lot of other surrounding markets around the block from that main one. You can spend a few hours here haggling, getting, I got a couple purses, trying, you know, mezcal there, um, or just hiding from the weather, whether it's rainy or it's super hot. It's a good way to spend a couple hours in the afternoon. Another thing to do, um, going back to food, is to take a cooking class. That is a really big tourist attraction is a Oaxaca cooking class, a Oaxacan cooking class. I always look on Airbnb experiences to book things like that, and that's where I ended up booking mine. You really get a local feel because you're cooking in someone's home and you're also meeting other travelers as well. So you'll really feel immersed in the experience and into the culture, which I really enjoyed. And then last but not least are day trips. If you have a couple extra days in the city, I recommend either visiting the ruins of Mitla or Hirve el Agua. Both aren't far from one another, but could easily be their own trip. Um, they also have, you know, mezcal tasting places where you can go to a farm. I wouldn't say a plantation, but like you can go to the farmland and like see how they make it. That that's also coupled into a lot of other day trip tours too, but things to consider. And that is what to see this week in Oaxaca city. Yay. Now uh, this wasn't the place where you gave yourself heat poisoning, right? From like, you got heat sick from, um, the first day you you went too too hard. That was like, that was in Mexico. Water. That was in Mexico, but that was um in uh, the state of Oaxaca, Puerto Escondido. It's a beach town. Okay. That's where I yeah I had heat exhaustion and was vomiting for an entire day. So same thing applies. <laughs> yeah. Drink a lot of water and carry water with you because right. you don't want to be stupid like me. 
Is water in Mexico still the thing? I mean, I remember when I went years ago and I was like sixth grade, you know, they're like, don't drink the water. You always drink bottled water. Is that is that actually still a thing in Mexico the, or is that a, a stereotype you don't have to pay attention to anymore? No, it's definitely still a thing. I don't I don't fuck with tap water. Like I'll brush my teeth with it, you know, because yeah. I know I'm going to like spit it out or whatever. But as far as drinking water, yeah, I'm bringing I would buy a bottle of water or like the big gallons and pour stuff into my water bottle. So I'd be good. Mm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I do remember when I was in Iceland that they had the water coming directly, uh, like all the hotels and everything, and the water comes directly from underneath, under the ground, basically. So it's just perfectly like everyone drinks it. And it's just like it's because it's like it's just fresh directly from the springs the that best. Iceland floats on. It's just pretty, pretty badass. But it's not. Don't do that in Mexico. I guess. Yeah, so. I don't <laughs> recommend doing it in Mexico. Well, and that was the other thing. The first time I really had to worry about the water in Mexico was when I was dying from heat exhaustion. So I was right. even more aware of I'm not drinking that water because I already feel like shit. And if that water yeah. causes me to feel worse, I'm going to hate myself. Yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> Well, fantastic. Uh, that sounds actually sounds this sounds more exciting, to be honest, than the rest of the places you've talked about so far, mostly because okay. I think it's all about food to me. Like, I think, you know, like a it lot really of times is. you're like you're talking about walking around in big hills and shit like that and other, you know. And so like Lisbon was like, eh, this place sounds uh, sounds much, uh, much more exciting. I mean, so. I, I did spend a lot of time eating here. And at first I was like, I don't know what there is to do here. And everyone's like, yeah. eat the Oaxacan cheese. And I was like, cheese, I'm fucking sold. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and take a take a break, and we'll be back uh, talking about uh, traveling with a partner and uh, and get to the topic. I know we always talk about my travel experiences, especially with that last segment. But since we're talking about traveling with a partner, um, I'm sure you've had more travel experiences with a partner than I have. So, good, bad. What do you? How how are you as a traveler? Because I know how you are now in Utah. <laughs> Is it much different? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I think who I am as a traveler now is, is just getting more and more set in my ways. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I've traveled. I, I know I haven't traveled as much as you have generally. But uh, but yes, when I was with Amy, when we were you know dating, we would take little day trips all the time. And then we started planning bigger trips and bigger trips uh, as we started to make money and it could actually afford it. And so we would go to Boston or go to Vegas when we lived in Los Angeles, go to Vegas and places like that, go to Napa Valley. And, and I think that, you know, traveling with a partner is, is definitely, it's a, it's an important test of your relationship, you know, without a doubt. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, I feel like there's, I feel like there's like two things that you should try to do with the relationship in a relationship. And then one is go to, if you can survive going to Ikea with them. Ooh, that's, I haven't that's done one that, that yet. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you can survive walking through the terrible, awful garbage bullshit maze that is Ikea <laughs> and you don't, and, and you're still, it's still together after that. Uh, and secondly, if you can uh, survive uh, going on a, on a vacation, and um, I think that it's funny. I have, I have like I think my parents went on a joint vacation with another couple one time, and they came back and they were no longer friends with that couple. Like that was mm-hmm. <laughs> you know just because they were used to traveling with each other, but not like uh, to try to share with another couple. And I can't imagine the complexity of trying to do that. That sounds terrible. Because even with another partner, you each have your own like things. You, you have know? your own like, way and your style and what you want to do and not do. And if you're a fast traveler, slow traveler, and if you don't talk about the expectations up front, you're going to run into fucking issues, whether that's at the airport or on a beach. <laughs> yeah. And so when when Amy and I would travel, it was she was a planner. 
and she was a planner more than I think you're a planner. Like she down to the minute, down to the hour. Yeah, like she had like a schedule. She would be like because, and I think she to her, the vacation. The point of the vacation was to go to this place and absorb everything you could possibly absorb from this place for as long, you know, for as as much as possible, and experience it and go. You know, you know, and so she had you know, a list of things that she wanted to make sure she saw the, you know, she had scheduled out when, what places were open, like if some that were only open other days and, you know, and then places did tours or whatever, like special hours when they were open. So she basically had it all scheduled out what she wanted it to do. And I wanted to go on vacation. Like you to me, sleep and relax. Yeah. And, like a yeah. vacation, it, it was, was a rest from the real world. Like it's a, you know, I don't, I honestly don't, didn't care where we were. I just wanted to relax. I wanted to, sleep in i wanted to have a nice meal i wanted to maybe go out for a nice dinner somewhere have some drinks and or at that point i didn't drink so that didn't even wasn't even part of it at that point then but just like go out and have a nice meal and then like go back and chill and watch tv you know like and 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 that like just just not have to worry about the world that was that was to me a vacation so uh, so, an all-inclusive resort sounds like your type of thing for a vacation Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, honestly, like, I mean, just a hotel within DoorDash uh, range of McDonald's is all I need. I don't need a fucking <laughs> resort. Like, <laughs> I'm really that easy. But so so we would go um, like Amy and I did well when we would take vacations to places that were like these quirky little places. Like one time we we were in, when we were in St. Louis, we went to like Hannibal, Missouri, which is, I think, the um, birthplace of um, Mark Twain. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So we went there because she had just found it, like, just looking around on, online, and it was like, there's, like, a little miniatures museum there that's in someone's house, you know, and there's, like, there's all these, like, weird little things, and then there's, like, a, a riverboat dinner cruise, you know, and, and everything like that, and I was like, okay, that sounds great, because we got there, we had a hotel, there's only a couple things you can see there, there's really not a lot to do in the town, so it was like, you know, we had that, we, we were there for, like, two nights, and we were able to really just kind of relax, go see these really quirky things, and I like quirky things, I like things that are kind of off the beaten path, those are worth my time. I hate touristy things. I mean, I, I lived in St. Louis for three years. I never went went the arch. You know, I, I, I've been to New York a dozen times. I've never seen the Statue of Liberty. Um, and I don't give a shit to. Like, I, you know, it's just <laughs> there's no value in seeing something like that to me. It's just whatever. I can see a picture of it, you know, jerk-off motion. Um, I'm just saying for the podcast right, listeners right, that right. I was making a jerk-off motion on video. <laughs> So, so like, I liked when we would go on vacations where we, we were finding these quirky little things. But then, like, I remember the first time we went to Vegas. Was it for a, was it for a honeymoon? It might have been for a honeymoon. But, like, we went there. We It was, you know, relatively quick drive. Got a nice hotel, stayed there. And then she wanted to, like, go walk up and down all the shops. And it was in the middle of the summer, I feel like. Oh, hell no. Um, so it could have been an anniversary because we got married in, in October, but, but yeah, it was like, it was hot. It was like, you know, it was, it, it wasn't like hundred degrees hot, but it was, it was getting there. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going like, I'm sorry. I, you know, she goes, okay, that's fine. And I was like, I went to bed and just took a nap and she like walked up and down all, you know, to all the different places and saw everything she wanted to see and came home and like had all the stories she wanted to tell me, which is great. I was happy to listen to all the stories while still sitting in bed like that <laughs> was great. That was a great type of vacation. So that's kind of how, you know, how mine, my, I, I like to, I like to rest and I want someone who's going to be either okay with it or completely compatible with it. Um, I Where do they can do their own thing and they don't need yes. you to be there. Yeah. To be independent. Like with Lisa, my, my best friend, Lisa and I, when she tried, she and I, like she'll come up and we visited, you know, she and I went to Iceland together. She and I would take trips up to Savannah and places like that. She came and visited me when I was in, uh, up north and went to Portland for, uh, for, you know, a few days. 
we're we're like on the same vein. All we want to do is just hit up bars and drink and like and like kind of do like minor touristy stuff and then otherwise just sleep and it's perfect. And but if she wants to go do something, she'll just go do it without even like saying anything and then it's great. And you're still sleeping and you don't miss out. You're, yeah, you don't she, she's one person who could sleep more than I can, so it's even it was even better in that case. Uh, but I do remember when my honeymoon. I felt so bad, but we went on a, a cruise. And we didn't have any money at that time. So we bought like an inner cabin on a carnival cruise, you know, like so, so no windows, no windows. So uh, we get in there and I immediately start feeling a little motion sick. Fuck. And so I have I have like Dramamine or Bonine or one of those. And I take one and like midway through like our first night of like eating dinner, I'm like falling asleep at the table because the it's kicking in. And so we go back to the cabin and I lay down and I sleep for something like 18 hours because like the medicine, I'd never taken it before. I guess it really fucked with me. Yeah. And so I felt so bad because we're like cruising to the Bahamas and like, and I'm basically physically incapable of waking up and like being alert enough to go do anything. And she wanted to go do all these things. We still managed to do some things, but that was, that was like, we barely survived the honeymoon to be quite honest. So that was not a, uh, you guys fight after the fact. she was just really sad and disappointed that, like, you know, all these things. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I am. And she was like, I know I'm not trying to be mad at you. And she was very you know, understanding. And I was just like, I was trying my best. But the taking that fucking drama mean had, had just knocked me on my ass so much that I could barely, like, literally, like, every time we would sit down, I would just start to fall asleep again. Like, it was like, it, it, it like, in fe- it, yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah, that, that's, so that traveling with me now is one of those things that I think I'd have to travel. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I want to travel with anybody ever again. Honestly, like, you know, like vacation, I just want to rest. But I like, I, I don't know. I really don't know if I, if I could handle traveling with a partner anymore. <laughs> like, I think I'm just so set in my ways that I couldn't. I, I don't know. Amy, Amy went to Italy with her friends, like all her girlfriends. And it was great because she had three weeks. She had a meticulous itinerary. Her friends wanted to just goof off. And so she just went off on her own throughout Italy, did her own thing. And it was great. And I, and I got to hear, like, all the adventures, and they got to do their thing, and they weren't upset that she was doing her own thing. And, like, that's a perfect vacation, I think, is when one person can go do their own thing and, and you know, the other person can do whatever they want to do. Yeah, it, it's it's the balance of, like, either you're cool with compromising or you have a couple ideas of what you want to do. And then once you get there, you go, okay, well, actually, we really want to do this or we really want to do that. I don't know. I'm not the type of person who has a list or a strict itinerary of this day, this, this day, this. I will say if right. it's a, say like the Vatican or, or something that you need a ticket beforehand, I will plan that before I leave. But most of the time I wait until I get to the city. I kind of get a lay of the land and I go, okay, what do I want to see? You know? And then I kind of yeah. weigh my options there instead of 9am we're doing this. And I, I try not to wake up super early either, unless it's for a tour or something that I really wanted to do that just requires me to be up early for that one day. Yeah, I can see that. I think, you know, it's because I am so anti-person. I hate tours. I hate, like, any of those things, too. But I also I also hate the concept of leaving, coming home from a vacation and needing, like, a vacation. You know, and people, yeah. like, because they run themselves so ragged trying to see everything that they never actually get to rest and they need a rest and they get back. Like, that's, I'm like, no, that's the whole point is to, to rest enough so you get back and you're like, oh, that was great. You know, I feel rested up. Yeah, I so. always, I think it's also important, too, like, just to have one day of just, nothing's on the schedule we can do whatever you know just very chill you know if you have a week vacation or whatever just a chill day to hang out with whoever you're traveling with who did you go to thailand with was that with was that with a boyfriend oh no um that's my gay bay nick 
You're gay baby. Gay baby. Okay. Well, they always think that we're we're together. Um, like we've we've traveled to Thailand together. We've been to France together, and we're going to Ireland right. together. So. Are you are you guys good travel travelers in that sense? So our dynamic is he goes in not knowing anything, and I'm like, "Do you want to do this?" He goes, "Yeah." Do you want to do this? Yeah, sure. The only the only thing in France that he's a big foodie. The only thing when we went to France was he had to pick the specific restaurant and it had to be to his standard. And that was the only time I've tra- traveled with him where I'm like, you're fucking annoying the shit out of me. I'm starving. Just pick <laughs> a goddamn restaurant. But that was what was right. important to him. And we didn't realize that until like we were day two into the trip of, oh, this is how this trip's going to be. It's more of a like Oaxaca. It's more of a foodie city where, okay, this is what's important. Let's then let's shape the trip around this. But no, like, and Roy's the same way. It's, it's that dynamic of Roy, Roy will just go with the flow of whatever. He'll have a couple of things that he might want to do. But he's like, if we don't do them, it's fine. You know, I, I, he goes, I trust that you'll plan, you know, you know where you're going and like, you'll plan something that'll be worth it. So. Right. And then of course we look at your vacation to, um, to Portland, um, Maine with, uh, with Roy and his family. Too chill. And... Too chill for me. That, that's, that's, <laughs> right. that would be the perfect vacation for you. And it's the perfect vacation for him. But because we weren't going and seeing some other places or like leaving every other day to go somewhere, I just yeah. felt stuck. I guess I'm not the fully, I can take a day or two to relax, but I can't take the whole week to relax. And that's just, do you me. feel like, do you feel like you, you waste you like you're wasting a yep. trip if you're not out there seeing a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. I can spend yeah. a day like in Hawaii. I spent we spent two weeks in Hawaii. The first week we were out traveling, exploring the second week. We just chilled and, you know, we were on another Island and we just basically spent it at the hotel and it annoyed the shit out of me. Like I'm fine with like two, three days at the hotel, <laughs> but I wanted to go to Honolulu. I wanted to check out all these other areas and I, it wasn't my rental car. It was my mom's and she wouldn't let me leave the property. So I was just, I mean me complaining now I was stuck on a really beautiful resort off the, you know, off right, the Island right. of Oahu. But I was just like, dude, I want to see other, you know, I want to just drive a little bit around the Island or like go to this one restaurant and then I'll be back in an hour. You know, just, just feeling like I'm not stuck in one place, I think is my one thing that will really bother me with travel. If knowing that I can just take the car and drive somewhere for an hour and be back and having that freedom is, is a good thing for me. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely uh, I think that, uh, you know, vacations for me are just purely about rest, have nothing to do with seeing anything or doing anything. They're just purely about relaxation. And that's it. Like, uh, but I, you know, yeah. So, so have you and Roy ever butted heads uh, other than Portland? I know in Portland, uh, you got a little, you guys got a little, a little frustrated, but that was also, I think, because of the family dynamic, not necessarily because of right. you two. Right. Um, have you we ever have. butted heads on your other two? Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, it's at airports. Um, it's just mis- it's miscommunication at airports. So my ass right so? my ass right now does not have TSA pre-check. I am in line. I'm queued up to get you know inter- like what is it global entry and TSA pre-check. But the process right now is just taking forever. So you know he always has to check a bag. So our check-in process is different. Right. Where I never check a bag. So he's like I have to check the bag and we have to wait. And I'm sitting here waiting for him. Where I'm like. I just want to go through the fucking security because you're going to pass me. So we like we break off and do our own thing. But before we weren't doing that and I was waiting on him and then he was waiting on me. So we'd get annoyed with one another because he's like, I have to wait for him to check his bag. And then he's waiting for me once I get done with security. And he's just like, oh, why don't you get TSA preach? You know, it was just like the little irritation there. So he has it. He has it. He He has it. And I don't right now. But 
the so that 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 was one aspect not a big deal just you know minor inconveniences while we're at the airport the other thing was we got into a really big fight at the mexico city airport because we weren't sitting next to each other on the plane and when the plane deboarded it deboarded from the front and the back so we got separated and the line to get like we were connecting in mexico city to go back to to fly to atlanta or whatever and the line, it like split for like connecting flights. And like if you were leaving the airport or whatever, and I was just following the masses and he fought, he went, we went two different ways. And so the way that I went, I realized I fucked up. I, I own that. I fucked up and I went the other way, but that's because like they were like ushering us this way. Like I didn't even notice the signs until after I was like, I guess there was another way, <clears throat> but he didn't have, he didn't have his phone on because he didn't like with my plan, I get Mexico and Canada calls and texts for free where his he does not so I'm trying to text him like where the fuck are you I don't know if you're in baggage like where are you you know and he's not responding so I'm standing there we have a connecting flight in like an hour and a half and he's not responding for 20 minutes so I'm like I don't want to leave him I can't communicate with him we separated so I go rogue and try to figure it out after probably 45 minutes of us being separated, not being able to get a hold of him, he finally turns on his fucking phone and texts me, which just pissed me off because I'm like, you knew we were separated. Why didn't you do this earlier? And then we right. then we finally like got connected and I had to go back through TSA and do all this other shit. And I was like, you don't like get off the plane and wait for me. Don't just like keep going because I don't know like just just fucking wait for me at the gate yeah, you know why did you why yeah. did you do that and yeah. i was so mad at him and then he was like do you want a starbucks and then i had starbucks and i was fine um <laughs> that's that, that, <laughs> the mexico city airport was probably the worst i don't i mean that, that was that right. was two almost two years ago or maybe a year ago whatever but that was a, a pretty bad i wouldn't even say fight it was just i was really pissed at him for doing that and i was like this is our moment at the airport fuck just don't get yeah. separated or have your phone on and neither of those two things are the case yeah uh that i could see that uh yeah being because you didn't sit together because is it be, isn't it because he bought a ticket later isn't that what it was because normally you would buy a ticket he did buy a ticket buy, later yeah, too that's, yeah that's so what happened. we okay. didn't buy our flights at the same time we were not on the same seat so like those things complicated it a little bit so now it's like if we're going on a trip together we buy the flights together we book right. the seats together we've learned from our mistakes that we must do these things in order to be successful traveling together so <laughs> on the actual vacation, has there ever been any like issue? Like, you know, obviously the just getting there is, it can be frustrating, but once you're there, is he pretty, uh, pretty chill, low, pretty chill yeah. with what you want to do and everything. It's, it's just making sure we're not overrunning the other one of like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And just checking, are you good if we do this? It's okay. Like, right. I, I think when I travel solo, obviously it's my choices are my decisions. So I'm going to just do me or whatever. And I'm cool with, you know, saying, okay, I just want, I'm tired. I want to go chill. And I think when you're traveling with a partner, you have to check to make sure the other partner is not tired because there is like a level of people pleasing too, of, I don't want to slow the other person down because they want to do these things. And just being real with your partner of going, are you seriously, are you tired? It's totally fine with me. If you want to, if you want to go back to the hotel and we just rest a little bit and we can plan for that tomorrow and just having some of that flexibility built in. So you don't feel guilty for like if you're the partner who's tired but the other person wants to keep going like you'll feel guilty for that of making sure your partner's along with you the entire way and there can be at the end of the trip resentment built in of we always did what you wanted to do so i think just constantly 
having the flexibility and then just constantly checking in of are you good it's like with sex <laughs> are you good with this are, are you okay yes, if we keep yeah, going yeah. you know and just checking in and going you seem tired are you pissed about this you know like and Roy and I do that all the time we'll check in we'll eat at a restaurant and I can just tell him like you don't love this place do you he's like it's not my favorite but you picked it and that's okay next place and I'm like okay next place you pick my you know my bad you know it was okay but whatever or a plan I I, I direct him when he's driving so I know I'm like bear with me gps sucks sometimes there's road closures and sometimes like we'll miss a turn and i'll just be like my fuck up my bad you know here we go you know and he has to drive because if it was me driving i would get like you have to you have to pick your players to know how they're going to react in certain situations and i just it's just really knowing your partner what they can and cannot handle and constantly asking are you cool with this are you not yeah okay i mean that makes sense and and, um what do you think is uh i know i know that obviously the, probably the one thing that I would guess that maybe he does probably get either annoyed at or he kind of laughs at is your need for um, photos. Photos, Always. yeah, your photo- your photography. A hundred percent. And it's actually funny. He doesn't know what qualifies as a good photo when he takes my photo, which is a whole nother thing. Listen, I take for, I take photos, and I don't know what qualifies as a good photo with you because you the things you think. <laughs> matter don't aren't are not part of like it's not about composition it's uh honestly it's about 90 percent of the, your pose it's all about, and i don't know what it is that you're looking at in your pose i have not figured out but there's something you don't like about yourself and so the pose has to be that perfect thing that that hides whatever it is that you think looks odd otherwise because i have taken but photos it's not of you and it's every like, single photo we've taken a, i know we've taken a dozen and like and they're all basically the same in this one where your head just has to be turned this right way and your arms are the right <laughs> way and your legs are the right way you're like oh this one works and like and yeah no it's infuriating is this an all girls problem or just a me problem i think it might be a you problem is it just but a I don't me know. problem damn i don't know i don't know but he um, feels the same way he'll, he'll take all yeah. these photos he's like this is a good one i'll look and i'm like i look like a fucking monster in this photo why would See? He's like, you look it, it was so cute he was like you look so beautiful in this photo i'm like i'm fucking ugly take it again <laughs> that's exactly what it is because yeah i mean when, when you and i even just went up to that uh that place in Arkansas, and yeah, just trying to take pictures of you in front of like in front of the certain thing. Well, and you're I have just like, a no, vision. No, no, no. Part of it is I have a vision, and then <laughs> I want the angle to be a certain way, and then right. it also this is so dumb. It also has to fit the aesthetic of my Instagram feed, and then I have to look good on like there's so many qualifying levels to it sure. that I just and I tell I tell Roy like I tell anybody take a fucking million of them. I'm gonna like two of them maybe. Just take a bunch, yeah. and so. With that tactic, it, it works. My other friend Nick, who I've traveled with a lot more, he know uh-huh. he knows what I'm looking for, and he's like, "You look good here." Okay, fix it. Like he knows when I'm not going to like something from my hair, or like if my body's a little off. He's like, "You're not going to like how like your stomach yeah, see, looks." That's or what whatever. I can't figure out. Yeah, yeah. Because like, you're like you're a extremely fit person who is like traditionally attractive and like there's really nothing that i can imagine in a photo that would look bad i don't i think you would have to be like it would be it would take effort to look bad in a photo but you look at normal photos you look good you're like oh yeah this is terrible i'm a troll in this or whatever and it's it's yeah but photo taking is important back to yeah less about me photo yeah yeah no no i'm just gonna commiserate with roy on yes going anywhere with you when you have to take photos can be the uh, most frustrating aspect of of it (laughs) yeah and so that's why to solve that problem if you don't like taking your partner's photo or they're like me and they're hard to get a good photo 
I just set up my own fucking tripod and do it myself. That way I'm not pissing yeah. off my partner and I know That's I'm going to get something that I like eventually. And th- that um, is, that is, that has been our solution since. And it has worked <laughs> out great. By the way, you know what? One thing you can do, and I've tried this when I'm doing some shots where I had to, I, I was, I didn't want to have my, um, I don't know. I didn't want to take photos is I did a, a video and, and iPhone too, HD video. You can shoot a video do a bunch of poses and everything like that. And then you just go through it frame by frame and you screenshot and it is, it's HD. So it's the same quality resolution and everything as a photo. And that's a, not a bad thing to do too. Yeah, that's so. true. Just I've done that a couple of times, but, uh, but then it's never like the right, I don't know. I I'm picky. You know, I'm picky. Yeah. So. No, yeah. You're fucking picky. That, that is, that is for damn sure. But photos are important. And then I would also say traveling, um, with a partner food, having food and water at hand at all times for either one of us. I think has saved us in so many situations yeah. <laughs> of just like, we'll be stuck in traffic. We don't really know where we are. At least we have water and some snacks in the car, or I have something in my bag at the airport that'll get us through this 30 minute delay. And it'll make the stressful parts of travel less terrible that I, I just, even though Roy doesn't really carry as many snacks, I always have like three different snacks on hand and then a full bottle of water just in case. I'm oh, telling good. you, it's a, it's a lifesaver when you're tired and then you're starting to get irritable because you've been walking all around and you haven't had lunch or dinner yet. Pull yeah. out the snacks. Well, you get because you get hangry, too. Hella hangry. Yeah, it's just not yeah. good. And, and then it's like, I don't want anyone to be around me when I'm like that. So I better fucking pull out a snack now before my relationship's over. <laughs> yeah, I would say actually my last two exes both got uh, both got hangry. And that would have to be a thing. We'd have to make sure that, like, if we're going to do something, that I had snacks for them. Because if it was somewhere where we were driving somewhere or whatever, uh, I didn't care. Like, I was just like, I mean, I, I forget to eat half the time. And so uh, it'll be fine. But, yeah, they, like, it is. It's important to, you know, to plan, keep the mood up. Plan ahead. It really is planning ahead for the bad things that could happen. So a flight's delayed. How can we plan to make this less terrible and reduce the chances of an argument? Like, you know, right. disagreements at the restaurant. How can we plan that the menu's good? You know, it's just, it's prevent, you know, just prior planning prevents some of those fights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, I guess maybe let's talk about a couple other ways that maybe if you are going to travel with a partner, if you're in a relationship or you're currently dating and you're thinking of going to a Waka because Sarah recommended so many cool places and you wanted to go, uh, go visit, but you're, uh, want to make sure that you survive your relationship also survives the trip. What are some things that uh, that you would say are, are things to kind of maybe some takeaways for this? Before the trip, sit down and talk about what you expect to experience during the trip. Just, I'd like to do this. Yeah. I'd like, I like staying at hotels that are like this. I'm a big saver. So this is how I like to travel. I don't like, you need to find out their spending habits as well of do, oh, that's, do you, you know that's oh that's so important. do you ball oh, out God. on a trip yeah. or are you super cheap on a trip or are you somewhere in the middle you have to talk about all of those things and setting those expectations before you get on the plane or before you get in the car and take a road trip yeah and then i think that you have to be willing to compromise on that especially the financial aspect because if one of the two of you is really cheap and the other one wants to spend a little bit of money or or has a certain level of, of needs that they want 
uh, it can be very different. A uh, very different idea of a vacation, too, because, yeah, I, I don't think I can handle that. Because um, I'd, I'd be the type of thing just, like, throw money at it. I'm just like... Yep. I don't, I don't care. I want to be comfortable. I don't like, I don't give a shit about this or this or this. Like, I don't, you know, I just want to make sure I'm comfortable. Or like, I'm not sitting through a five hour layover for, to save $50. I'm going to throw the $50 on the flight. So just get those out of the way now. So when you're booking stuff, you, you're like, okay, cool. This is in budget. This makes more sense. And sometimes you can also find a compromise of, okay, well we can plan other things here and there, but like, I've had friends in the past who are very, very frugal when it comes to travel. And travel is the one time where I'm like, throw all my money at it, as you know. And it's changed our trip too of like, okay, well, if you don't want to do this experience or spend, you know, the $70 on this tour, you can do something else with your day and I'm going to do this. And then if you have those conversations and they're like, ah, fuck you. You know, it could, it could easily be a fuck you. Like you think you're better than me because you're, you have more money. Like small little fights can start like that. So just know going in what budget they're willing to stay in and what they're willing to spend more on or not. Yeah, I would, I agree. And I think that, um, you know, and once you talk about what plans you each have or what expectation do you have when you get there, like what things you want to see, do a little research to make sure that you're going to be able to do that because uh, there's nothing worse than being like, oh, I've always wanted to see this, and then you don't look it up until you get there and you find out that you have to make reservations two weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, something important as well because then there's disappointment. I would say that uh, you know you have to you have to be willing to compromise to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not willing to compromise, then just go on vacation by yourself, which is totally okay. Um, like walking, it, you know, like yeah. I hate, you know, I, I, I don't mind walking, but there's sometimes I'm like, I don't want to fucking walk. I'm taking public transportation where partners might feel differently of I'm not, you know, I'm going to walk the whole way or it's only a, a 30 minute walk. And you're like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. So know that style. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Compromise yes, exactly. where it works and where it doesn't. Don't, you know, don't get angry. If I think when you're on vacation, you have to remember not to get petty about things if someone does something that you're not happy with. Just realize that everyone has their different style, their different, you know, speeds that they move at and, and everything. And every, and each peop, each person has a different definition of what it means to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that is important. Um, so don't be afraid to have some alone time. Don't be afraid that if there's something you want to do, they don't have to be there right next to you. If it's something they're either not in the mood for or they want to relax, it's okay to go do some things on your own. Um, and you don't need to be like insecure or codependent or anything and be like, oh, well, no, I have to have you with me at all, you know, 24 7 on vacation. That's not healthy either. Well, I also think too, if you're going on vacation with someone and you don't currently live with them, you're going to be in that hotel room with them, spending all that time where it could be a really abrupt change to your schedule because now you're sharing a space with them you're really knowing how they are you know even though it's on vacation you know like their cleanliness or whatever that you might want that time to yourself too or they might want it and just respect that oh absolutely i mean i remember the first time that i like amy and i like shared a hotel um I, I went down I went down into the uh, the conference center area in order to poop because right. i didn't want to poop i didn't want to poop in the hotel room <laughs> So I, you know, he went to the hotel, found the conference area bathrooms that nobody ever uses, and that's like that's what I would do because there was never any alone time. Like it wasn't like she was gonna go off and do her own thing when I might decide he, you know, I just I need my I need my space, need my time. Yeah. <sighs> you have to be prepared to adapt as well. Like you have to realize that if something goes wrong, that there's always you can make up for it. Like don't, when something goes you know, wrong, because something will go yes, wrong, yes. big or small, something will go wrong. You'll miss a bus. You'll 
get a delay. Your tour will be canceled and you have to go, okay, pivot. What else do you want to do? And not focus on this sucks so bad. Cause then you're just bringing yep. more negative energy to both of you. And that's not going to enhance your vacation in any way. Right. Right. Exactly. Just you try to make the most out of it. Um, and you, if you guys are, you know, if you're with each other, you can just have, you can have a good time regardless of what you do. And I think it's important to, you know, what is the purpose of the vacation? That's another thing, too, because if it's like you're going to a wedding, hey, we're going out of town for someone's wedding, then that's that's the main reason to go. So, like, your time around that should be spent basically kind of doing what you want. Like, you shouldn't have to, oh, since we're in this town, we also have to see X, Y, Z and all these things. If it is, then you need to make sure you communicate that properly. Uh, but if you're there to just because you want to go on vacation with each other and enjoy each other's company, then make that the focus of the vacation, not the tour, not the sightseeing, not the, but to actually spending quality time with each other if that's what your goal is. So you have to remember what the goal is for the vacation as well. That's a really good point. Yeah. Do you want to sightsee? Do you want to relax? Are we a wedding is a really good example because I feel like that that might be the first time you're going to travel with a partner, especially in certain stages of life is for a wedding. So it's knowing, you know, we have these obligations to be here at these times, the rest of it, let's just relax as the two of us and take it really slow or, you know, communicate, bake in an extra day to sightsee or whatever, if that's what both of you want to do. Yeah. And then whereas if if you decide, hey, I want to go to this place because I want to go to New York because I've never seen the Statue of Liberty or something like that. <laughs> Adam, count me out. And so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but like if if that's the vacation is the goal to go see this one thing, like there's a site you or an event or something that you've always wanted to do. And that's the focus of the vacation. Then make sure your partner also knows this is the reason you're going. This is the reason you want to do this so that they can be on board for that part of it. And then the rest of you can kind of plan around being with each other as well. So I, I think that's a, just an important thing to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't and, don't be like, this is the point of the vacation and the day of the whole focal point of the vacation. You're like, I didn't really want to do that anyways. Like <laughs> you're going to experience a fight right then and there because expectations were not received, I suppose. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and of course, you know, this all boils down to our normal uh, tenant of uh, open communication mm-hmm. right, yep. and honesty and, and just being able to talk to the person and tell them what you want and listen to them and not judge and and everything. Yeah. I think, although there are things to keep in mind that could, you could have a terrible vacation with a partner and it could ruin a relationship. I also think with keeping these tips in mind, this can build a foundation for your relationship. Once this vacation or this first trip goes really well of, wow, I vibe with them in another way that I didn't even know this opens up all the other doors for future travel or, our relationship to grow because we we mesh so well when we are together and traveling. Yeah, I agree. Anything else you want to add to this? No, just get out there and travel. Like whether it's a weekend trip or whatever, just get out there and travel and try it out. It's a good test, at least in the first six months to a year of being with a partner to take a small weekend trip, get an Airbnb somewhere and just relax the two of you and check out some sites and that'll give you a good sense before you take a cross the world trip to Europe or something like that. Definitely start small before going big. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. I agree. If you have any tips for traveling with a partner in order to have make sure your relationship survives traveling with a partner, why don't you, uh, you can always share them with us. Um, you can share them in our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash DKS podcast, or even by email at dating kind of sucks podcast at gmail.com. You can also ask us questions. If you have an upcoming trip or have any other relationship questions on our DKS hotline, which is four zero seven five one nine zero one eight one. 
And if you're listening to this and you want to actually watch us on YouTube, you can uh, watch us on youtube.com slash datingkindofsucks. You can see our Instagram at datingkindofsucks. And then follow us on our individual TikToks uh, at adamavitable and at G underscore. And for as little as five bucks a month, you can join our Patreon with all of our exclusive content that we're going to record after this episode at patreon.com slash dkspodcast. And as always... We would love a five-star rating and review on iTunes. So if you haven't done that and you've been listening from the beginning or you're just catching up, be sure to join us on iTunes and give us a rating on there. Or, you know, if you just listen on Spotify, follow us on Spotify. And with that, we will be back in two weeks with hopefully a brand new episode. We'll, uh, hopefully, we'll see. yeah, it'll and... be brand new, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's all up to Sarah, so uh, oh just so you know, I'm going to put the entire uh, burden and responsibility on Sarah's shoulders. Great. But uh, but thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Until next time. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no luck on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck because we all know dating kind of sucks. Are two of a kind. He says stupid shit and she doesn't mind. They're not doing this show to make any bucks. Life as a chicken whose feathers they pluck. Why does it work? Well, here is the crux. They both know. Dating kind of sucks. Dating kind of sucks.